Welcome to Jen Cares, powered by Chosen Podcast, a podcast that brings the community to you. Each week, we will feature a guest that will help us stay in the know. Now, here's your host, Jen Cares. Well, good evening and welcome to Jen Cares, powered by Chosen Counselors. I'm your host, Jen Cares, and the founder of Chosen Counselors, a nonprofit organization that seeks to inspire, motivate, empower, and strengthen individuals and families. As always, I want to say thank you so very much for joining us tonight. I know the Eagles and the Cowboys are playing, and I'm going to talk trash about them Cowboys. Come on, Eagles, make it happen, all right? But I thank you so much for tuning in to join us on tonight. I want to say thank you so much to Michael, Tiffany, David, Joe, and Victoria for breaking down Greek life on last week. We learned some new things. I hope you learned something new. Tonight, you know, we are all about mental wellness, mental healers, you know, because the mental needs some healing. And tonight's episode, we will talk about, um, well, it's themed around like a different world, you know, after high school, it's a different world. But, you know, it's a different world after any program or any life experience. Finding a new normal can be a culture shock. And so as the theme is a different world, my favorite show, I remember um, Jaleesa receiving some help from her roommates due to stage fright uh, with speech class. You know, that's a culture shock, doing something new that you've never done before. I remember when Dwayne um, knew who he could confide in, you know, Walter, when a classmate was sharing that there were times that a man had to tell a woman what she wanted. You know what episode that was? Essentially, the young man was trying to rape the young lady, but he got some help and support. So in culture shock is sometimes something going against the norm, okay? Um, and again, we're talking about therapy because my girl Whitley went to therapy because she was jealous of Julian being engaged to Shelby who was tall, pretty, beautiful, tall, and beautiful, while also trying to figure out her life with Dwayne. So, you know, I want to talk about, do you know who you can talk to, who you can confide in when the going gets rough? Who can you talk to? But let's talk about what culture shock is. Culture shock, it may include the shock of a new environment, meeting new people, eating new food, or adapting to a foreign language, as well as the shock of being separated from the important people in your life such as family, friends, colleagues, and teachers. And this last year, uh, being on quarantine, could have been a little culture shock for some of us. But tonight, we're going to talk about it. And I have my good friend, Dr. Cynthia Chestnut. It's going to be amazing. Let's see who's here. Grand Even from our fan tribe. Hello, Naya. Thank you for joining us. Lisa, thank you for joining us. It's going to be good. So guess what? Please like, share, comment, and let a friend know what we're talking about because it's about to get good. Again, tonight we have Dr. Cynthia Chestnut. She knows what she's talking about, and she's going to help us with Culture Shock. Woo! Welcome, Dr. Cynthia! Hello, 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 hello. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. It is so good to see you again. Thank you. It's so good to be seen. You know what? So good that to part be seen. right there. Oh, my God. And it's great to see you as well. Yes, yes. So we're going to get on started over here at Jen Cares. We always start with a quote of the day. And today's quote of the day is... What is right with you is more powerful than anything wrong with you. Nan Henderson. Again, what is right with you is more powerful than anything wrong with you. What are your thoughts on that? 
Oh my goodness, we are so critical of ourselves um, throughout our life. Um, we bring our children in this world and you know, one of the main job of a parent is to keep the child safe. And then you wanna teach them how to navigate the world. And so mm -hmm. everything that you pour into them is about navigating the world. And so in our social life and our um, education life and all aspects of life, you know, they're full of challenges and doubt comes in. Doubt comes in. Doubt comes in about self. Doubt comes in about how you think, who you are, um, the color of your skin, um, your body shape, yes. your hair, your eyes, your lips. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so, so many aspects, your intellectual well-being, you know, all these different parts of self um, yes. affects us. And so we go through life sometimes people, the social life and just hearing how we're developing sometimes can make somebody feel like I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not enough or I'm limited mm -hmm. or I'm not doing as well yes. as I should be. Whatever comes in, whatever doubt that comes in about self. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we have to remind ourselves as well as remind each other, you know what? You're more. You're more than anything that anyone will ever think or say that's wrong about you. Yes. What's right about you yes. is everything. Mm. Such a good one. And I actually stole that from Dr. Chestnut as we were going back and forth for emails. I saw her signature. I said, mm, that is the perfect quote for tonight. Because sometimes we do feel like we are less than. And that culture shock sometimes is because we're feeling like we're less than. Like, I can't do it. It's a new environment. They're going to laugh at me. They're going to tease me. Oh, I'm not as skinny. Oh, I'm not as pretty. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. Yeah. And finding out that who you are, what is right with you, as you are created authentically, you yes. is more powerful than anything that's wrong. So yeah. what you got a hole, hole in that shoe? You still walking. You still that's doing right. it. You know, you're still making it work. That's so, right. Yes. That's yes. right. Find that that broken hand shoes. Yes. Okay. Yes. They walked on cardboard. They put it together. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Hi, Joyce. Joyce said, "Was wrong about me is everything." I'm sorry. Was right about me is everything. Absolutely. What's right about you is everything. And yes. guess what? You are more powerful than anything that is wrong. Absolutely. Um, the songwriter said, "My good days outweigh my bad days, so I won't complain." And sometimes those bad days seem so big. But yes. the good days is that we got another chance to try again. And yes. that's more powerful than somebody else not being able to have that chance. As we said, I'm glad to be seen, glad to be alive. Yes. You know, it was something that, you know, you heard the uh, older folks saying things. But that's like, I know it takes a different meaning. I'm glad to be alive. I got one more chance to yes. try to do it today. Yes, 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 yes. Good already. That's a good quote. I'm gonna use that one again. What is right with you is more powerful than anything wrong with you. Yeah, um, yes. So all good. about resilience, you know, oh, tap God. into your resilience. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Talk about that too, resilience, because that's important. Um, yes. but segue real quick, as always, friends. I have prepared some questions to guide tonight's topic. But friends, if you have a question or you want to engage, be sure to comment below because this is a conversation for all of us. I know I might get tied up because I love talking about mental health and things because it's so important and so critical in our day-to-day -day life. 
Um, sometimes we are conscious of it, sometimes unconscious, meaning sometimes we're aware and not aware. And I always want to shine a light that sometimes life can get overwhelming, but there's somebody that can help you. You are not alone. So let's talk about this resilience before we get into the other pieces. What is the resilience and why do we need it? Oh, my goodness. You know, I like to call resilience your bounce back. Mm. I need to bounce back. I mean, just in simple terms. I don't want to give a textbook term. Yes. But it's all about bouncing back, you know? Yes. Because we don't pay attention. We don't pay mm. attention to our resilience, you know, because our problems overwhelm us. Mm. The state of our life overwhelms us. The state of our society, you know, yes. we overwhelmed just from the moment we wake up and realize mm. what's going on in life that day and how we have to travel and through it. My travel name. through that day just that day, let alone each moment as it shows up. So we don't really pay attention to how we bounce back, how we bounce back, how we truly conquer. You know, you don't want to wake up, but you wake up. You don't want to get in the shower and get ready for the, get dressed and get ready for the day, whether you're going out to work, whether you want to be working from home, you know, it just might not feel like it, yeah. but you press forward. For whatever reason, you pressing forward, and that's your balance. That's your resilience playing out. That pressing forward, you feel discouraged, and then you might look at some affirmations, or somebody might say something to you to affirm you, or to give you feed you some something for your emotional, mental well-being, spiritual well-being, any part of you for uh, in terms of your well-being. Yeah. And, Somehow you just change your mind. You change how you see it. Your lens shift. Yes. You know? So that's that bouncing back. That's that resilience playing itself out. You know, you think that you can't make it through something, and then the day goes by, you made it through, and you're like, how in the world did I do that? That's resilience. Yeah. That's that bounce back. That bounce back. We bounce back, and we need to pay attention to our ability to do that and to celebrate. No matter how small it seems, to celebrate it, recognize it, know that you can do it. Know that it's in you to push through it, to know that you do have resilience. You yeah. made it through yesterday, you'll make it through today. Yeah. Bounce back. Yeah, it's bounce back. Resilience is bouncing back. You know, I was wondering, and she was talking, it was so soothing. And I was like, that's the therapist in her of how like, you're soothing. And like, because a lot is happening. So you want to like help the client to be calm as they're sharing. They're sharing a lot. They're overwhelmed. I'm like, yeah. I could bounce back too. Like, you done encourage me. I could bounce back. We could bounce back. That's right. Yeah. We're bouncing it back for each other and just give it back to each other. Because that's yeah. that bonding connection too in it. You know, our chemistry, just yeah. connecting on how we encourage and fortify each other, how we metabolize, yes. metabolize, yes. metabolize our trials, our tribulations, our challenges. It's just all in our bodies, all in our chemistry. If we can push forward, we can bounce back. I love it. Mm. Great intro. But tell us about who is Dr. Chestnut? <laughs> wow, who am I? Um, you know, I used to have an exercise where I would tell people to say who you are without identifying what you do. What is your identity? You know, and it's not about your profession. Take your whole profession out. Take your work out. Who yes. are you? Yeah. Who are you? And so I guess what I would like to say about myself, first of all, is that 
I am a child, an adult child of a living mom. Mm -hmm. I am a mother. I am a widow. Mm -hmm. um, I became a widow in January of this year. And so I'm trying to learn and embrace that part of myself. Mm -hmm. um, I am, I like to see myself as a loving, compassionate, and very passionate human being, mm -hmm. um, woman, a woman of African descent. I'm an African-American. Mm -hmm. I embrace my blackness. Yeah. Um, I am a believer because I do believe in God. Yes. Um, and I am one who loves serving, um, who values purpose, yeah. embrace purpose, um, seek out purpose daily yeah. in my life because I, I choose to live a purposeful life. So there's so many things that I can say about who I am, but I hope I have given people just a little blurb, a little idea of shifting how to think of who you are apart from the role that you play professionally or in your job or your career. Yes, yes, that's it. And all my friends listening, who are you beyond what you do day to day? Yeah. The root of who you are. Yeah. Because that's uh, goes beyond what it is that you're doing. That causes you to do what it is that you do. It uh, shapes how you do what it is yes. you do. Yeah. You know, I could say I'm a social worker all day, but if I'm nasty and mean, I'm not too good of a social worker, am I? That's it's that right. character underneath that title. Am I living up to it? Well, if you're nasty and mean, you might have a purpose and uh, something behind that. So it's okay to identify with being that, having that part of you show up, but how you work through it. Yes. So, yes. That's it. How you bounce yourself through it. How you bounce yourself through it. <laughs> oh, goodness, goodness. Oh, so, so good. Um, And condolences to you and losing your husband. Um, Thank you. It's a process. It's a culture shock, you know. Yes. What was the norm is now changing. And yes. how you embrace that and bouncing back from it and moving yes. forward. Yes. I wish you love and joy as you continue to go through that bounce back because that is a new adjustment. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Thank you. All right. All right. So thank you for sharing who you are. I just wanted to share some things. As you see, she is doctor, so she knows what she's talking about. But even what she has been saying, you get that she knows what she's talking about. You get that it's genuine because we try to bring good people over here that's going to give us some good stuff that's going to metabolize. I mean, use that. Metabolize us. You know, give us that that shock that we need to help us to go forth. Yes. So, what did you do? Um, the theme is a different role, so it's always talking about one of my favorite shows. Um, the young people went to college. Did yeah. you go to college? You know, what was your experience? You know, going away to school, or did you go away? I did go away. I went away um, as an undergraduate. Um, I did go away, lived on campus for a couple of years, um, and and then just commuted. Um, but the rest of my education was not about going away. <laughs> so it was about, you know, being right um, in, probably in a different city or a different state, but commuting, okay? Okay. <laughs> but, um, yes, so culture shock as it relates to being in school, as relate. And, and let's not, let's even just talk about it as it relates to this day and time. <clears throat> This day and time, the culture shock of having to transition. We knew that technology was going to blow up sooner or later as related to education. 
And it has certainly blown up because nowadays, you know, we have all types of modalities and how um, the culture shock of transitioning into being in class online mm -hmm. versus um, going to a building, a campus mm -hmm. and being on class. And so that is a huge culture shock um, across the board across the board. And I think even though technology has kind of given us a preliminary um, taste of it prior to COVID, mm -hmm. um, because we know that grade school and some colleges have had um, online teaching um, mm -hmm. and, and kids were able to also attend school online um, yeah. prior to COVID, it has truly stretched itself through COVID, whereas it's just no other option sometimes that it has to be online. Mm -hmm. um, as, but we're transitioning and moving back in some ways of being in person yeah. um, and going to school. But we have hybrids where there's some days you're in school, some days you're online. That's a huge culture shock. And the culture shock is not only just for the learner, Okay, the culture shock is for the family adjustment. Yes, yes. How it's impacting the family. And I just pray, I pray, <laughs> I pray, I pray that parents have learned to value teachers in the way that they never imagined. Yes, yes. I pray that they have because God knows what teachers have been through. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um and the challenges that teachers have faced. And I hope that there's a new appreciation that comes out of it where parents are engaged in a way that they are truly being available as much as they can and involved as much as they can in communicating with the schools um, and um, just supporting their kids and supporting their education in a way that um, it's really felt um, and appreciated and there's some collaboration around it because that's what's needed. And as adult learners are in school trying to go back and get education because now they want to, sometimes some people have are now experiencing you know, the benefits and making changes in their career choices or even deciding, you know what, I'm going to go to school and get a career now. I want to spend the rest of my life doing something that's related to being online. That's a culture shock. You know, yeah. they had the exposure, transition, didn't realize that they had that bounce back fortitude. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> transition and build some adjustment to it and still yeah. adjusting, you know, but they're in awe. They're in awe of, of themselves and how they're able to to actually do something that they probably didn't think that they could do, as well as being in awe of their, their children who are in school, going to college, and mm -hmm. whether it's their first year, second year, third year, whatever year it is that they're transitioning into being in a school environment, whether it's um, online or whether it's in person. Um, the culture shock of all of that, I think people are learning, wow, I can do it. Mm -hmm. I can actually do it. I can do more than what I thought, you know, and building a community around it. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. because they're not alone and they don't have to be ashamed. Don't have to be. Now, some people still are of what they don't know, you know, but it's they're not alone. And, and there's more conversations around support and helping one another. And I just love it because you see the young, the um, older people, adult learners pulling in their kids. Show me this. Show me that. Where And so it's building an engagement between the, the adult and children and um, trying to learn how to navigate new systems, you mm -hmm. know, through technology. Um, it's a huge culture shock all the way around. All the way around. Yeah. All the way around. And, and we, we didn't even speak on like, so the parents that had to now be the teachers uh, or had to be the teachers and still had to do their job because they work from home. Yes. Another yes. Or even if you didn't have children in school, you figuring out, wait, I'm not going to the office. I am home, but my bed is so comfortable. Do I want to get out? <laughs> um, and then the culture shock of having to go back, like, you know, that process, it builds up anxiety. The, it, it, a whole bunch of different things to oh, culture shock, not just education related. Do I get the vaccination? Do I not get the vaccination? Yes. Um, oh my gosh, this person has this. This person has that. You know, before it used to be like cancer was the bad C word. Now the yes. bad C word yes. is COVID. So it went from one C to another C. I need them to get a new letter. <laughs> but you know, um, it's a shock. And yeah. finding out how to survive through it, you know, all the mental pieces that come to it, like Am I going to be okay? Will I make it? Um, yeah. Is this what I should be doing? Am yeah. I doing the best that I can do? Um, mm -hmm. Am I being protected? You know, is this one mask good? Do I need two masks? Um, or is this high school diploma good? Do I need a degree? Or is this job okay? Or should I go to this job? Am I fulfilling my purpose? Mm -hmm. Or am I just letting the days go by doing something that just gets me by? You yeah. know, it really causes you to have that moment of, reflection of seeing yourself in the mirror. What should yeah. I do? Am I doing right? Yes, yes. Oh, you make so many great points, you know. And I love the idea of what you said in terms of parents having to like even transition in their workspace of mm -hmm. having to learn how to do their work online. Yeah. And then just employers getting that exposure and that experience of, you know, I, how can I transition some of what we do mm -hmm. online? You know, so that we can still, you know, have the production that we need, serve the, the, the people wait with our products, whatever our products are. Yes. You know, just that it's just affected our life and how we live and how we socialize, how we interact, yes. um, how we provide. Uh, it's, it's just affected every part of us, you know, spiritually, you yes. know, yes. where do I worship? You know, how do I worship? Yes. You know, what are churches learning about the edifice? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like you, we know that's been important, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you know, are people going to continue to go mm -hmm. to a building? Yeah. You know, what is this saying about the future of what of what services look like? Right, right. You know, and and, and are we challenging ourselves to think about it? Yes. You know, in that way, in a way that, and so it's it's causing us to rethink how we do things. Yeah, rethink it. You know, and so the shock of all of that, as well as it's overwhelming. You know, so it's like you got to chunk it up into small pieces and 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 
try to figure out how to be task oriented to address a task at a time yeah. and, and to delegate and and build a community around who's going to do what yeah you know, and how we're going to come together to do what so it's challenging our network it's challenging us in so many different ways yeah. and it's a shock but guess what resilience yes don't have to necessarily want to know what's wrong what's going on that's wrong what we need to fix mm -hmm. but we also want to press through with what we know that is right and how we're going to serve and how we're going to continue to um deliver whatever we're delivering educate ourselves in whatever way we need to educate to prepare ourselves for the life that we're choosing to live, the life that we have purpose within ourselves to live, the life that we feel called to live, you know. So yeah. it's major transitions and adjustments. Major transitions. That was good too, you know, because that was a good example of the church, you know, because like the churches, everybody used to go into service and think they saw it. We um, started an option where you could like do the lives that was something and people got comfortable with that. Prior to COVID, it was like, hey, if I miss church, it's okay, because I can catch it on live and things of that sort. But then it was solely live. It's like, oh, wait a minute. For those that were used to getting up and going out, I'll tell on myself, you don't got to tell on yourselves. If this was you, I'll take it for the team. You know, you wake up in the morning, or you woke up just in time, because you didn't touch uh -huh. your life, because you thought you had time. Then you yeah. just lay in the bed and listen to the sermon. Might have caught it all, might have nodded a little bit, things of that sort. Okay. It was an adjustment, and you know, and then I guess, in some churches they did over the phone solely, so you couldn't even like see and interact and things like that. That was an adjustment, and it caused people to find out: Do I really believe in this thing beyond what they do on Sundays and Wednesdays? Can I stay on my own two feet? And yes. culture shock sometimes really causes us to see what we're made of. Are we? Yes. yes. Are we uh, bouncing back and forth like a rubber band? You know, and things okay. like that. And, and that was such a good one, you know, um, as you said, I was like, that was really good in the church because and even now, like some people are still on the telephone. Um, some people are, you know, able to go back. Some people are just watching live, but it's also a good track to know, has your relationship grown? Yeah. Has it gotten stronger? Yeah. Has it gotten weaker? Like where are you at on that tadpole and things of that sort? Because life's still been happening. Life is happening. Yes, it is. <laughs> life is happening. One step forward, two steps back, still been happening. Have you begun stronger in your faith? Have you become stronger in your skills? Have you become stronger in your mind to know that I still can make it through? To know that I still can bounce back? Yes, yes. That's great. I like oh, that one. Great, great. And let's not even mention wardrobes, you know, in terms the investment and some of the motivation that people had in terms of you know, now they're looking at their closets and they're like, well, maybe it's time to get rid of some stuff, you know, yes. and, and just and, and home renovation. You know, people are now or had a chance over the past year or so to pay attention to the things that they wanted to accomplish in their homes. Yes. You know, so it's just amazing all the adjustments and transitions that we've had to make had to make and still are making yes yes culture shock is real friends that's all we're saying um <laughs> I, I you know and, and it started off because like in the thinking of it was like the culture shock that i had when i went away to school um but since then, there's been so many other culture shocks. Like, wait, this is what adulthood is really like? Can I get a refund? <laughs> Being okay. a kid was funner. You know, Toys yeah. R Us knew what they were saying. I want to be a Toys R Us kid. Sign me up. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so personal yeah. that, though. 
it's yeah. fun as an adult, but it also yeah. takes a maturity. It takes that resilience and a bounce back because sometimes you get your way, sometimes you don't. And that's a culture shock. Growing up, your mama made the food. Your mama made them sure them bills was paid. And when you yeah. become an adult and you find out, oh, wait, I got to do that? Oh, wait, I got to do this? Yeah. Oh, huh? Yeah. I got to work. I got to work because I want to keep the roof over. I got to work because I need food. I got what? That's like, right. That's, that's right. a shock. You know, we're trying to adjust to this new norm, you know? Yeah. It is a new norm. You're absolutely right. So it's like, what's the projection? What would that look like yes. 10 years from now, 20 yes. years from now? Yes. You know, what would, what, what would life look like for us? Yes. You know, I imagine, I imagine, and I just hope that, I hope that we do well, mm -hmm. that we come together, yes. that we use our strengths, that we support each other in a way that we help each other um, metabolize, mm -hmm. you know, our sufferings in a way that becomes a resource of strength. And yes. that we use our stress, we use our anxiety, mm -hmm. and push to let it push us into motivation. Yes. So we can shift it. We can shift it. We can shift it. You know, just paying attention to just the little ways that we make the shift. Yeah. Yes. You got up this morning, you ate breakfast, you went through your morning, got to lunchtime. Every little thing you did yes. is an accomplishment. Yes. Not to be taken for granted. We do take it for granted. But if you think about all the things you've done from the time you woke up in the morning to lunchtime, just alone, let alone yes. till three or four o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon, mm -hmm. think about all the little things that you accomplished. Let that encourage you. Yes. Say, you know what? I can do it again. I can do it again. I can do it again. And, and, I, and I may be able to put a little bit more on my plate in doing it again. And also, also, as, 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 tough as it is mm. and i want to highlight this point and that is we've got to make time for leisure mm. we've got to make time for leisure because in leisure comes restoration you restore yourself you restore your body you restore your mind you restore your spirit you restore yeah. your soul you restore it's, it's a time for restoration leisure for self leisure for with your family or a loved one, yes. um, give yourself leisure. Mm. Identify and, and when you're going to have it at least once a week, minimum. Okay, if you can build it in twice a week, that would be great. Yes. But make a commitment to give leisure to yourself because that's a time for refueling yourself and restoration. Now, question, why is it so hard for us to give ourselves leisure? Culture. Our culture, we don't value it. Our culture doesn't value it. You know, it's it's ripping and running. You know, how many people, you know, work actually one job? <laughs> you know, people were working two jobs, yes. you know, and going to school. Yeah. You know, so, and, and that was before COVID. You know, there's been some shifts since COVID, okay, mm -hmm. because you just can't for, right. another, for a number of reasons and right. narrowed it down to COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, so 
it was a norm. Yes. You know, to push, 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 push. So we didn't really value leisure, you know, because you always had something to do. Hmm. And what did that do? It also made us not value sleep. You know? I feel like you're stepping on my toes right now. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to do better. Yes. And we have to because, you know, our pituitary gland release is what we need release during sleep. Yes. It restores us. Yes. Okay. It, it fuels us. It gives us what we need to um, start all over again the next day. Yes. And not just two, three hours. You know, mm -hmm. we if you can get seven minimum hours mm -hmm. as an adult, seven. Yes. If, it's, if you're a child, 10, mm -hmm. nine or 10 hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. so you'd be surprised if you teach yourself how to. If you can't fall asleep, lay down, rest your body. Yes. Rest your body. Not with a book, you know, unless a book will help you to shut it down. Yes. But not with something stimulating, you know, not with the phone, <laughs> unless it's going to help you shut down. Yes. You're not supposed to transition into activity that's going to get your brain waves moving rapidly again and you know you'd be preoccupied and cannot sleep you know but something to help soothe and shut you down so that you can go into a REM sleep you know and, and listen I'll pull plug in for um sleep studies you know mm -hmm. if you cannot sleep if you have a hard time sleep get a sleep study mm -hmm. So that it can be examined and to, to and, and determine what is prohibiting you from getting a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, some people, some of us have sleep apnea and don't even know it. Wow. Don't even know it. But we've conditioned ourselves mm -hmm. to stay right in the rut race of mm -hmm. sacrificing sleep. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a good one. Um, now, also, none of my friends, chosen friends that are listening, don't send me no messages about listening. Um, we were talking about the problem with creatives that sometimes your mind is going so much that you're always thinking of different things to do. And sometimes you get sleep, sometimes you don't, and you have to find that balance. Um, I'm working on it. Don't send me no messages is what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but um, Cami said that some CLEs are slacking, which is good, because sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm not doing something. I'm supposed to be doing something. Um, and you got to find some time to really just breathe. I was talking to a friend the other day, um, and it was talking about, I had some free time, like, think about nothing. I was like, I don't think I ever thought about nothing. Um, so, you know, and Gary and, and, and makes a good point in terms of seeing it as slacking, slacking or lacking in being the best that you can be. But I think that also contributes to the stereotypical messages that are negative that makes us sacrifice and push forward into over-preoccupying ourselves, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I would say that if you're getting more sleep than anything else throughout the, your whole 24 hours, then and, and that happens on a daily basis, then yeah, maybe you need to consider, you know, it's, maybe, first of all, maybe you need to consider, do I need a sleep study? Okay. Because if you're tired like that, something's going on. Right. 
Your sleep is not regulated. So if you're tired like that, get a sleep study. Find out what are your brain saying? How is your brain functioning for you to need that much sleep? Mm-hmm. Okay. Children can have sleep studies too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes children will show up with ADHD behavior and it's really, they, they're not getting enough sleep. So they're having a hard time being regulated and they really don't have ADHD. So mm-hmm. the hyperactivity and the impulsivity that you see and the lack, the, the struggle in attending and focusing might have more to do with the lack of sleep that they're wow. getting, you know, that's, as that's opposed to medicating them around ADHD. That's good. So is your baby getting enough sleep? It might not be ADHD. Might not, might not be ADD. Might not. Might not. Might not. Then say for sure. But if you let them get some more sleep. <laughs> or put them on a, a schedule, you know, yes, a schedule. Uh, so that they can shut down. But remember, you know, when it's time to go to bed, you need that transition time to, to wind down, to transition into rest. Yeah. Mm, that's good. Shana said, rest is best. Take some time to think about nothing. <laughs> good luck with that. And thinking about it. And, and so that's a great point, Shonda. And I would also say, define nothing. Mm. You know, because nothing to one might not mean nothing to the other. Mm. You know, so it's like, and, and then nothing comes with steps. Okay, because some people have a hard time. How do I not think about anything? Right. How do I shut down to that point? You know. So so what are my steps? What are my steps in relaxing? And uh, I would encourage you to integrate breathing, paying attention to how you breathe. You know, deep breathing. That's a great step. It helps you transition into sleep. You having a hard time sleep? Focus on breathing. They used to tell you to count sheep, yeah, yeah. count cows, whatever. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to count anything. If you want to count something, count your breath, mm-hmm. how you take it in. Mm-hmm. And teach yourself to take it in slower and slower and deeper and deeper, slower and slower and deeper and deeper. That's mm-hmm. going to release your tranquilizing hormones. We have the natural ability to release our tranquilizing hormones. Mm -hmm. So teach yourself how to breathe and rest. That's good. Um, My Everwatch has an app for breathing, and every so often it'll ding, ding, and say, take a breath. And it's amazing how relaxing it really is because, one, it does cause you to stop whatever it is you are doing, and you really take that moment to kind of just focus. It's like a reboost for yourself a little bit. And you take the deep breath, inhale, then you exhale, and you do it a couple of times, and when you're done, it's like, oh, I feel all right. So it's those little things, and that's that time of taking a moment for yourself because that that job is going to keep going, that school is going to keep going. God forbid you leave or something happens to you and you fall ill, they're going to find somebody else to replace you, so they will move on. So we have to be able to take care of ourselves. We have to have that leisure for ourselves so that we can go further. I saw the thing the other day. It says, sis, take that PTO. (laughs) 
Sometimes you gotta just take a day off. They call it a mental health day, whatever. You know, and I always joke that holidays, I say it's a day off before it's a holiday. I wanna sleep in a little bit. I wanna kind of do what I wanna do. I know that it's Independence Day. I know that it's Thanksgiving. I know that's Christmas, but it's a day off. Let me have a moment for me. It's Saturday. Let me have a moment for me. Whatever it is, making sure you have that moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Yes. So, so in talking about culture shocks, we talked about a little bit, but what are some good steps to help us to cope with when things aren't going how we thought it was going to go? When um, the role looked great, but then it's a big pothole, you know, how to get through that? Or when, oh, this is a good one. I was just talking to somebody with some of my relationships and how the person was with somebody and they thought it was going great. And then a big red flag came out. Like, what are those things to kind of help support people through those role uh, uh blockages in the road okay well you named a few things you know you talked about within the context of a relationship when you find out that when you think that it was going to be a good relationship and then something shows up there's a red flag um and you also named um just in life in general when you feel stuck i think that's what you referring to in life in general when you feel stuck you know, so what? what is um, some good strategies to get through it? Yes. So, okay, so let's talk about relationally first, okay? So that's a tough one, you know, because I don't care how much you think you're controlling your emotions. It's not until it goes sour that you realize I'm in deeper than I wanted to be mm. or deeper than I thought yes. I was in, you know, and when you find out, oh my goodness, you know, this is a red flag, what am I gonna do? And you feel, you know, concerned. Yes. You know, a little fearful. Yes. About how emotionally um, invested you are. Um, And so it's like, how do I step back? Mm -hmm. Okay. And sometimes, Folks, we just have to practice the behavior. Sometimes we just have to do the behavior and not rely on what we feel. Mm. So stepping back, pulling back, what does that look like behaviorally? Mm. Does that mean, okay, let me stop talking as often as I talk to him or her? Mm -hmm. Um, and what will be my frequency? What am I going to actually change in that? Because I really need to rethink some things. Um, what do I need to um, examine? Um, and how much mental space am I going to give to thinking about this? Um, because you got to look at what is costing you. What is it costing you? Is it costing you mental energy? Is it costing you emotional energy? Is it costing you both as well as physical energy? Mm-hmm. You know, what is it costing you? And is it worth it? Is the cost worth it? Okay. You know, so you got to pay attention to that. And if you're questioning if it's worth it and you feel like maybe I should pull back, then define what pullback means. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure you define whatever you do in behavioral terms as well. Okay. Okay. Because sometimes it takes a while for emotions to catch up. Mm-hmm. 
sometimes it takes a while for our thoughts to rationalize it all, put it together. Yes. You know, for us to have a whole narrative about, you know, what it meant. Yes. You know, so that's just real talk, plain talk. So figure out first what is your what's going to change in your behavior for you to get some affirmation that's going to lead you one way or another. And then nurture and pay attention to how you help your emotions, how you help your thoughts to pull the narrative together um, and how you feed yourself spiritually as well. Um, how you take care of your overall well-being. Mm -hmm. So that's for um, the relational aspect. And this is hold on, let's pause there for a second because that was good of how sometimes it takes your feelings a second to catch up. Because I've been in some situations, I tell my business what we do sometimes, where I didn't realize that my heart was broken. Mm-hmm. Until after it was over and it had been a little bit of time, I was like, wait, like, what? My behavior was to step away because it wasn't no more, it wasn't good for me anymore. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I stepped away and then it wasn't really like part of the day to day. I was like, wait, mm-hmm. my heart, it yeah. aches, it mm-hmm. hurts. Yes. You know, and now going through that process too. So, like, after you're defining what that behavior looks like, and then it's like a domino effect because it could um, they're formulating different ways, uh, th- different thinking patterns, different you know things that you start doing. It's like you don't even know why you're doing. It. It's like, oh wait a minute, because I did that. Um, mm-hmm. So knowing that it can cause a domino effect, but mm-hmm. as you are intentional and mindful of what it is that you're doing, why you are doing it, it's for your betterment. Um, Knowing that sometimes as you adjust to that new road after stepping away, it's a process too. It is a process. Yes. Well stated. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So then the other one was uh, just like things, you know, with those roadblocks. And it's, you were saying it's kind of in the same vein of identifying. It is. It is kind of in the same vein because, and, and then let me add this piece too. Because this is a very important piece, you know. You can't do it alone. Mm. You really need a support system. You need somebody or somebodies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, that you can turn to and talk to, um, run to, yes. <laughs> escape. Yes. Um, so, so you need you need support you need people there people tangible people there to help you through it because sometimes those moments get tough yes um and sometimes in those tough moments you want to you know go back into what you know that's not good for you mm. or you're not ready for mm. so it's like what's who, who's going to be my escape can I use, you know, my friend as an escape to help me through it? You know, talk me through it. I'm about to jump. You know, I'm on the, the ledge. I'm about to jump into some hot water. Yes, yes. Or some cold water. Or some cold water. Yeah, yeah, some cold water. And and it's just not going to be good, you know, once I dry off, okay? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's just not going to be good. I like that. Yes. <laughs> so it's like. Yeah, you know, so sometimes, you know, for we we need somebody there to kind of help us not to 
fall into our temptations for immediate gratification mm -hmm. to soothe and satisfy us in the moment. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, I want I want to be able to to make it to see myself differently once I get past this, you know. Yes. So yes. I want to know that I'm doing what I need to do. But even if you relapse, even if you fall back, you yes. know, use it as a stepping stone. You know, make sure you learn something. Don't don't fall back and not learn. Something. Don't fall back and not that part right there. <laughs> learn something, sis. Learn something. Yes, teach yourself something when you fall back. Okay, and don't let it be the same thing over and over again that you gotta learn because you're going to have to eventually try to pass that test. Okay, it's going to keep coming back if you keep it's on going keep it. coming back. I just gotta be nice. I gotta be nicer. That's what it is. And then I'm nicer, and it still happens. Like, what? Let me be nicer. Like, how much nicer can you get? Yeah. I love that you say relapse because that's big. A lot of times we use relapse in like the drug addiction world and things of that sort. But too many other times we, if we are not in that, uh, you know, situation, we relapse in some other things. We keep on getting hooked up with people, places, and things that mean yeah. there's no good, and then we try to talk about somebody else, but sis, bro, you're doing the same thing. Yes. Yes. Like you're learning sort of, you don't keep slipping and sliding in the same thing. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. You're so right. You know, relapse is a big word, and it can be applied to so many different areas of yes. our life. You know, yes. don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it. Yes. Use it and, and let it teach you something. Yes. Okay? Because if you do it, if we relapse, know that you can still recover. It was that bounce back again. Yeah. You know, that your resilience is waiting for you. It's always waiting for you. It's yeah. waiting for you to recognize that it's there and to know that it's going to carry, it can carry you through. It really yeah. can carry you through. Just yeah. have to use it and pay attention to it. Mm. Shamika is in the comments cussing talking about accountability partners. Why is that important? Yes, that's that's the word right there, Shamika. Accountability partners. That's who you want to turn to. That word is important because well, some of us need some of us need to to really surrender to the idea of being accountable. Mm. You know, because I know we all grown not <laughs> the answer to people. You know but it's something about um it, it's hard sometimes to be accountable to yourself mm. you know you can say that you want to do something but we can also make excuses for ourselves to to relapse in a way like you know okay i'll i'll push it off and do it next time next time next time you know and then next thing you know, you develop this pattern around next time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like, I, I can't seem to, it's like a, a it's like a diet, you know? <laughs> I, I'm going to put it off. Okay, I'm just going to eat this. I'm yes. going to put it off. Okay, next, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Yes. You know, next, next thing you know, you got a whole lifestyle around yes. time and doing it tomorrow. Whole, whole life. <laughs> Yes. So, with that being said, you know, as an illustration, we do the same thing, you know, as it relates to relationships. You know, you're going to put it off, put it off. But in the meantime, you know, you're getting yourself more involved in ways that you don't know that you should be because you're questioning the red flag that you saw. 
Mm. And the red flag is getting redder and redder and redder. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's on fire. It's yes. And so or it's starting to look like 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 blood, you know. Yes. <laughs> darker, 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 you know. So um, you know, accountability is something you want to build in your life, you know, and have some people that are that will hold you accountable, you know, and to kind of remind you. Um, and as, as well as be graceful and, and, you know, compassionate, um, around when you do fall, but sometimes you need somebody to give you tough love too and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to give you the tough love that you need and remind you how it's hurting you and how you're getting deeper and deeper into something that you are concerned about, um, with this person. Um, and it's clouding up your vision more and more and more, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm going to be here and stand by you um, so that as it becomes clear to you and you decide that, you know, you're not going to continue eventually, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to be here to help you and be with you so you won't feel alone. Yes. You know, so you need somebody to be accountable to give you the tough love with compassion. Yes. I like that. I like that. You also, you said a piece about accountable to yourself. And sometimes we're not doing that. And that's why you need somebody else because we all have this um, component where we don't want to disappoint somebody. And if I choose you to be account, if I choose you and say, I'm going to be accountable to you, I'm going to do those things to the best of my ability. I may relax, but I'm going to try to get back on that bike and keep going. Because yeah. I don't disappoint you. And that's the benefit of having that accountability, knowing that, you know, you have somebody that's looking up to you, pushing you to help you get there, and you don't want to disappoint them because they're rooting for you. Not yeah. to say that you won't, but um, if, if you do mess up, they can still help you to get back on the right track. But it's only yeah. if you're honest. Yes. And that's a, that's a piece that people don't want to do. I had this conversation <laughs> the other week uh, with somebody, and um, eventually I, I felt like they weren't really being totally truthful. That does me no good. Yes. It does you no good. Because it really doesn't affect me because my life is my life. You're telling me about your life. And if you can't be honest about your life, you can't go forward. You're going to stay stuck. You got to be able to be honest. Yes, you do. You have to be able to be honest. And sometimes people are ashamed to, mm-hmm. to be vulnerable in yes. letting others know about what truth they really see about yes. themselves. And so vulnerability is tough yes it's very tough and um you can be aware and might have some shame you know around being vulnerable um but you got to find somebody to trust yes so that you can expose and expose yourself in a way that because because sometimes when you expose it helps you through that shame yes it helps you through that pain, you know, and and, and it, it helps you to want to dig deeper within yourself. Yes. Um, to build more security yes. within. Yes. And with this shameless plug, if you don't have a person, you may want to find a therapist, a professional that can really help you process. Yes. It's one thing to talk to somebody about things, but you want to really get to the root of some of those things. Why am I always upset? 
Why am I always frustrated? Why do I always respond that way? Or maybe not always, because it's not always, always, but I do it enough where it's of concern. Yes. I may not always respond where I blow my top off, but I do it enough where it's like people don't always want to be around me. Or not always. Sorry, I want to use always because it's not really always, always. Um, People don't want to be around me sometimes because they know I have the capacity or the potential to do something that's going to cause them to be like, "Mm mm-mm. So again, talk to a therapist, a counselor, uh, to really process, you know, and get to the root of the issue of why it is that I'm doing the things I'm doing. Why can't I get out of this barrel that just keeps pulling me down? Is it me that's pulling me down? Then how can I push myself up to get up and out? So well said. So well said, Jenny. Because we always talk about therapy over here. I try to bring it in all the time because, you know, they feel like it's not important and Unfortunately, the male seed is always, um, or not always, ah, the word again, the male seed, it seems that they feel like they can't, you know, verbalize and share what's going on with their lives. And they do really talk, it's just being able to be comfortable, to be able to be open, to be vulnerable, to share what it is that's going on and know that the person that I'm sharing it with is going to, you know, take it, not judge me for it and help me where I am. Because if you're going to judge me, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. And we don't really want to judge so many people because we got some stuff that can be judged too. So we want to be mindful. I'm always mindful when somebody tells me about their life because one, they don't have to. Mm -hmm. Two, Mm -hmm. they felt comfortable enough to say it. I don't want to mess that up. So I I want to now say, okay, so what can we do about it? What helps you to feel better? And then I get these questions and all these different things. They're like, what do you do? I mean, sometimes I do a little therapy or whatever. They're like, oh, okay, because I felt so comfortable. (laughs) But again, if you (laughs) have somebody that can really help me because I could not be a therapist to be trained to know the different things of how to like peel that onion back. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not careful, they'll open it so much up and then I'll go out and they're still open. We want to yeah. be able to still keep them covered and protected. So yeah. that's why you go to a therapist. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and if it helps to even just say that, because sometimes I tell people because, you know, there are different cultures that really struggle with therapists and you know we as African Americans mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're one of those cultures that struggle um, with going to therapists and then gender you know there are men who struggle with the idea of going to a therapist yeah. um, and so what what I what I try to tell people listen we're accountable to hold your secrets yes you know we will hold your secrets um, you know, if, if it's if you're going to harm yourself, then we cannot hold your secret. Right. Right. <laughs> we, we, we will not hold secrets around harming yourself or harming someone else. Yes. You know, that's when we will break it. Yes. Um, and, and even with children, you know, if you harm a child, you know, we, we can't hold that secret. We have to put it out there because what that says to us is that you need more support. Yes. You need more support. And that that's what it's all about. Yes. Because if you feel tempted to that extent to do harm to yourself or hurt someone else, then you don't have enough support. Right. And so therefore we're going to reach out in a way that's going to try to get you more support. Yes. So um, you know put it out there just to kind of emphasize the, the trust that you can have in the process, right. you know, 
Um, and then you want to pick a therapist also that, that you feel that's a good match. And maybe maybe they don't feel like a good match, but give it a, give it a try. Yeah. Hang in there and see, because that therapist that doesn't necessarily feel like a good match initially might be the kind of therapist you need <laughs> <laughs> to help you through some things that, you know, somebody else probably would, would not have helped you in the same way, yes. you know? And that part right there, the therapist, because, you know, I, um, somebody said, I went to a therapist and they was just like, there was too much in my business. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we do. That's what you got to do to find out what's going on, what, right? So then that's when you, and then that accountability piece coming to, well, how do you feel? Why do you think you did? And then you start processing why you think you do it. like, no, I see what you're doing. I'm helping you. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> You gotta you gotta be able to be honest with yourself. And that's what therapy helps you to do to you know really identify why it is that you are doing what you're doing. Why yeah. you keep going from John to Joe to Sam. My yeah. dad wasn't in my life, or um they just give me different things. But why can't you be stable with one person? Or is it that you prefer to be with all those people? Just know that everybody doesn't want to be with all those people, so you have to deal with the consequences if whoever those three names I said find out about each other and they didn't know they was three of them, you know. So hey, hey. Maybe, we will help you with the why because yeah. you just might not know. Yeah, you just might not you know. You might not know the why, which is why you're coming to us. So we're gonna get all into your business for sure. That's Absolutely. that's what we do. But you know, it holds us accountable as well, you know, because as we dig, we're digging to try to help you accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. Yes. Um, it's funny. It makes me think of um, a different world again. Willie Gilbert, she went to therapist to see Dr. Langhorn, um, Debbie Allen. Um, and um, she was talking about the issue that was going on. And then Dr. Langhorn started saying, tell me about when he was a childhood. She was like, what does that have to do with right now? Mm -hmm. And what, what I want to highlight is that sometimes your right now was a domino effect of something that did happen some years ago. That's so right. you're responding this way because such and such did such and such or whatever. And then you're trying to identify what that was, deal with that, heal from that, so that in your now, you can move forward in a healthier manner. Yes, yes, yes. Well stated. I love that. I love that show as well. Yes. But you're helping me to remember some parts of it. Yes. <laughs> and then you gotta relax, relax, relax. <laughs> I love it. And then it's funny. And what I also love is that one, it also highlighted how it's their business human too, because Dr. Langholm was already going through with Whitley and all her stuff. And then Jaleesa and uh Colonel went um to get therapy too because they just got married and was adjusting. And somehow the um <laughs> therapist ended up at the um holiday dinner. And um, she was like, "What well, I wasn't going because he was with my husband." And, da, 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 da. and then her wig falls off. It's a whole circus. Oh but my goodness! We had to then encourage her to say, "Relax, relate, relax." And then she was able to go back. <laughs> it was just so funny. But it's therapists are human too. We got our stuff that we're going through too. We're working to process it. And exactly. The interesting part is, as a therapist, you tend to almost therapize your own self. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because you're like, well, why am I feeling this way? Mommy, pinpoint. Why am I off today? What happened? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's this. That's what's going on. You know, so <laughs> y'all not the only one. We get a double because if we're going to see somebody, they're helping us process it. But we're also doing it ourselves because 
Uh, we want to be the best version of ourselves too. And that's all we're trying to help you do. But exactly. yeah. And we should be trying to practice what we preach. That as well. You know, especially yeah. when it comes to self-care. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> yes, we are. We are. We're working on it. <laughs> we all work in progress. Um, so so in, in therapy, what would you want somebody? If, if somebody had never considered therapy, what would be your elevator pitch to try to get them to consider it? Well, I, I'm not one that thinks that everybody needs therapy, mm-hmm. quote unquote, but I do think that um, sometimes we need tune-ups, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we need maintenance, Yes. you know, and so um, therapy can help with that because um, you know, you might be doing things well and used to doing things well, and your question is some part of your life mm-hmm. um, where you're not sure about something in particular. Yes. You know, so <clears throat> sometimes people call that life coaching, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes people can't pay out of pocket for life coaching. So get it assessed. Get it assessed to determine if it's a therapy need. Mm-hmm. You know, and and a, a therapist through a consultation will help clarify yes. what you need. Yeah. Um, you know, so you know, feel free to to at least just take the step to see. You know, do I need therapy or do I need something else? You know, I have preferred people who have contacted me to other types of support mm-hmm. because what they needed from me was not what I could give. Mm-hmm. And so it's good for us to have a Rolodex. Yes. Helping people to know where to turn. Yes. yes. So feel free to reach out. And if you don't know, feel free to reach out and um, let us help to determine where to turn. Yes. This is the kind of support you need. Absolutely. It's like with the doctor, specialist that you have to go to. So that one doctor, if that's not their specialty, they'll refer you to somebody else. And you want to be able to trust that who they're referring you to will help. But again, you also knowing, because I'm not going to say that, I know we talked about how sometimes you go to a therapist and it's not a good fit and it's really not a good fit, or sometimes it is a good fit and we don't know that. But I unfortunately have made referrals sometimes for children to go to some organizations and it wasn't a good fit. Like that therapist ripped the bandaid and it was really too soon for that child who was really going through so many other things that mm-hmm. called a ricochet of other things. Yes. And the parent was like, we can't do this. So somebody that's really going to, another piece of a therapist too is that, or, you know, who you go to, they slow walk it. They give you the highlights of what it is. If we don't do this, this happens like the, um, what is it? The risk of mismedicine. It can call, you know, <laughs> give you some of those pieces so that you know the big picture, but really picking at it a little bit at a time. Because again, suppose something so big, it's a lot. It's a year's. For this to grow so yes. it's going to take some time for it to heal as well yes. and not expect anything to happen overnight um yes. yeah. well said absolutely not going to happen overnight so patience is huge you know yes. patience with self mm-hmm. you know i mean i mean i remember when i deliberately told myself you know what god i'm not going to pray for patience anymore <laughs> Don't, Carilla, don't do that, because you're going to get some tests. <laughs> I mean, if you want to test the waters, you go ahead and then you call me and tell me how you found out how you got I'm not going to pray for patience anymore, because, you know, 
I'm gonna be challenged no matter what. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm just an exercise. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't pay for pray, pray for patience anymore. <laughs> let, let me just let patience have her perfect work. <laughs> or, and let me just learn how to die daily. So, yes, yeah, just that. So that I can let patience have her perfect work. Yeah, long suffering. Yes. <laughs> And some temperance, you know, let let it build in me some of this fruit, you know, (laughs) let let me start acknowledging, oh, I see the fruit. Yes, yes, I know you, because that's real, because we'll ask for something and then we find out, oh, wait, it takes that, I got to do that, what? (laughs) I'm good. Yes, yes, so, you know, learning how to be patient with yourself is a major step. In a, a, a major step in paying attention to again how other fruits are showing up, you know, yes. how's love showing up, how's yes. kindness showing yes. up, yes. how's patience showing up, how's long suffering showing up, how's temperance showing up, mm-hmm. you know, how's caring showing up, you know, are we giving ourselves caring behaviors and are we giving caring behaviors to others, you know. Yes. So, Patients show up in different ways. And so it, use it to pay attention to how it's showing up and to see how you're growing. Yes. You know, um, in the process of waiting. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Again, friends, if you ask for it, let me know how it work out. <laughs> I don't ask for it. I learned my lesson. <laughs> I'm the only one that learned that lesson, huh? You know, and it's funny because like I have some friends, they be like, I just admire how you I have patience and you just be waiting. I was like, <laughs> I was five seconds ago. But again, what I've learned, this is the thing of patience that I've learned. Let me help you in case you were thinking of asking. Let me just show you what it is that I learned. It will come when it's time. Yes. If it comes before time and you're not ready, you're gonna be upset. <laughs> so you might also wait. Yes. that it will come when it is time. It is so when time. I was talking to um, a mentor the other day and she said, um, so if this was happening right now, would you be doing what you're doing? And I was like, you're right. I got to wait because also some things that we want can throw off what we're currently doing. So you have yes. to trust that when yes. it is time, yes. it will come. Now, yep. again, if you feel like you still need patience, go ahead and ask. I stand okay. in agreement with you. <laughs> and now tell me how it works out. <laughs> For sure. Yes. For sure. Because it's going to work out no matter what. Patience is going to be coming no matter what. No matter what. Experiences, all your challenges, you know, embrace the patience you get through that. Yes, yes. So I, just, I have just had two more questions I want to ask and I want you to give us a recap. But I was watching this movie a little while ago. I like watching movies. I just learned something new. And I like when they have like a therapist piece in it. But in this movie that I was watching, the therapist had trouble separating their personal baggage from the client's baggage. So what happened was the therapist um, had cheated on her. So the couple in front of her was having that problem. She's like, no, he no good, girl. You need to leave him. He is no good. And the guy's like, Huh? Like that wasn't the situation that was going on. They didn't come in about that. It was um some parenting concerns because he come in, she had a child already. But the therapist had their own baggage. So wow. what support would you give if um someone was to have a situation where they did connect with someone that confused their issues with the client's issues? 
That's a great question. That's a great question. <clears throat> I, I, I just kind of believe that it's really okay to challenge your therapist mm -hmm. about perceptions. Yes. You know, um, I, I think that that's going to help you trust the process. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you have a therapist that is giving you a lot of opinions, advice, you know, um, feel free to query and say, where does this come from? Mm -hmm. You know, are you telling me A, B, and C because you know where this leads mm -hmm. based on your exposure? Or are you telling me A, B, and C because you think that um, based on what's going on in my life and how you've gotten to know me, that I need to consider these things, you know, feel free to challenge where it's coming from. Yes. You know, they may tell you, they, they might not, they may be honest, they might not. Cause sometimes, you know, again, we're human. Right. And sometimes we're not realizing that we are coming from a place. Mm -hmm that really is more of a projection of what we're giving you as opposed to it really being, you know, a part of who you are and your story, mm -hmm. you know, but you are in charge of treatment. And, yeah. and that's how I like to tell people, listen, yeah. this treatment is based on you. You're in charge of it. Um, I'm going to learn about you and our experience. And mm -hmm. as I learn about you, I'm going to talk to you and try to see life through your lens yes. so that I can be there to help coach, guide, um, relate, you know, get all into your story where you feel like I'm really a part of it. Yes. You know, that's my aim. And, and you know, so it would be important to also ask therapists. Mm -hmm. You know, so what position do you come from? Because sometimes we come from the position of an expert, because I do call myself an expert. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you go to my website, you'll see that, oh, she calls herself an expert. But <laughs> I'm an expert in the context of seeing you as the expert. Yes. You know, um, not the expert in terms of I'm going to give you direction and you need to follow. Because if if you need it, you can go talk to your mom, your dad, you know, somebody in authority in your life. Yes. yes. And that's not who we are. Right. Right. You are the expert to teach me about your life and to teach me how to help you. And I'm going to use my skills, my abilities, my training, you know, the research. I'm going to use all the tools that I could use. Yes. You know and helping you to accomplish the goal that you're trying to accomplish. Yes, absolutely. And it's so good because sometimes as well, you know, in regular conversations you can have with someone and what you said didn't come out or wasn't received how you meant it. And sometimes in that, they could take it in and run with it. They could say, no, what I meant was, what I'm saying is, so clarifying and really having that banter of questioning because that also helps you to pull out everything and make sure you got all the weeds out and it's, Present it where they know what it is that you're saying and how you're feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. And maybe you're coming to therapy and you're saying, I want to know what does 
how does these type of situations end up? You know, mm -hmm. I want to know that. Okay, well then we're going to tell you then. You know, we're going to look at the research and we're going to tell you. Yeah. You know, or maybe we're going to tell you based on our own clinical practice what we've been exposed to and how we've seen these things turn out. Yes. You know, so it's okay to ask for a context. Yeah. You know, what's the context of what you're giving me so that I can, you know, decide whether I want to trust it or not? Awesome. Robin said, Dr. Cynthia, you are an expert. <laughs> Exclamation point, exclamation point, smiley face. <laughs> Thank you yes, so much, yes. And that's it, because when you've been in the field enough and you know what it is you're doing, you have history. That was your, your life experience was the research to help you to get to the, you know, answers that you get to, you know. Mm -hmm. History mm -hmm. does repeat itself. And yes, you may be different, but um, there are some things that you pay attention to. Again, you can sometimes pick up when somebody's lying. Yeah. And, and and feel free to you are you saying as the therapist or as the client as a therapist you can pick up when a client is lying yeah well you know the story is going to the nat the narrative will just show up and, and i i don't really try to inspect sometimes right, right. you know if there's if it's a lie or not because if people were telling me a lie then there's a meaning behind that. That and that's the part I want to say too. That the line is not bad. It's just that's where you are at the moment. So you mm -hmm. feel like um, the sky is blue or the sky is purple. You'll say the sky is purple, mm -hmm. and you're saying that not necessarily a lie per se. Let me clarify that. It's your perception of it. Your experiences has caused it to be purple. Mm -hmm. But the hope is that through our process and through our you know conversations, through the goals that have been set, you can now say, oh, maybe it is blue. Oh, maybe it's white, you know, the clouds. It's different things that happen where yeah. a glimmer may cause it to really be purple, and that's your perception. Yeah. Um, but yeah. then there are some times where you're getting to the place of being your truest version of you. Um, you're not at that point to be so comfortable with the share so much. So a uh, story could be that you just withheld some things, not necessarily yeah. a lie, but you know, we still call it like a little white tail and things of that sort. Mm -hmm. Um but the hope is that we want you to be truthful, we want you to be honest, because again, it's all about you, you are the expert. We're trying yeah. to help you to walk out to know I know a little bit more about myself or I can describe myself without using my title and things that sort because I know who I am and that's what it's about. Yes, yes. Well said. Well said. Yes. Say, Dr. Cynthia was a supervisor at one of the places I was at. So for her to be telling me well said, this was some years ago. That means she's still doing a good work over here. Go ahead, Julie. Yes, you are. I guess you are. I'm an expert in training, Robin. I'm an expert in training. <laughs> um, so just um, my last question I wanted to ask you was about some just mental health one-on-one -on -one. what are some flags for us to be mindful of with supporting others um, if we're seeing some red flags where like they may need to talk to somebody what are some things we can do to support them yeah so that goes back to what I was saying in terms of maintenance you know um, just hey if, if you might not need therapy but we all have challenges yes we all have challenges in our life, you know, and sometimes the challenge, some challenges are harder than others. It's okay to, you know, some cultures, they, 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 they call their, their spiritual leader first, and that's fine. Go mm -hmm. right ahead and call your spiritual leader. But it's also okay to just call a therapist, yeah. you know, when you feel like you're struggling with something. Um, Make sure you have a good support system. 
Yes. You know, if you don't have a good support system or you want to build one and you want to see a therapist around helping you build a good support system, then yes. use use the therapy to help build that. Yes. Sometimes you might have an EAP, employee assistance program, that you can turn to as opposed to using your insurance. Because sometimes when you use your insurance, you got to pay out of pocket before you know, the insurance start paying. But if you have an employee assistance program, you can use the employee assistance program. And then, believe it or not, some therapists will see you pro bono. Mm -hmm. You know, so feel free to inquire, to make that phone call and let it be the first or second step in trying to understand, you know, and what I deal with, you know, and what I am dealing with, is it really something I need to work through in therapy, mm -hmm. you know, or do I need some other type of support? Yes. Yeah. So, so trust your senses, trust, trust your, your gut, um, trust yourself, yeah. you know, to, to reach out and ask for help or ask, look to inquire mm -hmm. about what kind of help I need. So good. And I was sharing with Dr. Cynthia um, before we even started, like how gen care started from doing therapy. I found that if I could connect the family with a resource that helped lighten the load. So you didn't necessarily need therapy. You just needed some support because you were overwhelmed because you couldn't make that bill. You were overwhelmed because you thought it was just you and your kids and y'all were just trying to make it and it was going haywire. But if I could connect you with some activities for the children, that lightened your load a little bit. You could be a little free or a little bit of things of that sort. And that's what it is. Sometimes it's just being connected with some resources. However, yeah. talking to somebody is still not bad. As she said, EAP, Employee Assistance Program, is the most underutilized service ever. It's free. It's through your job. And you can call and talk to somebody. It's a therapist that you will speak to. It's confidential. And you can just talk about, you know, the sky was blue today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ironically, it was a time where I was calling some families for my job and the parent was just so excited to talk to another adult. So sometimes it's just being able to talk to somebody, yes, you know, yes. so whatever that looks like for you, making sure you find that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Robin said, listen, if Dr. Cynthia is mentoring you, then know you are on your way to being an expert. You are an expert in training. However, on the other hand, hmm, you sound like an expert. Okay. Look, I may have to schedule an appointment with both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Robin. Pro bono, because I'm an expert in training. Um, Let me you, see what she said. Dr. Sin, this is why I had to invite you to the She Shines conference. Girl, you are shining on this live. Ain't she? <laughs> Robin, you shining too, Robin. Shining. Yes, you are, Robin. Yes, yes, you are. Yes. She's amazing. She is amazing. Oh. Yes, celebrating sisterhood yes. is, is um, what Robin is um, talking about. So look yes. out for her. Because it's definitely going to be amazing. Yes, I'll have to look that up. Please send me the information so I can look into it, say so I can do it. Yes. Um, and supporting things. I This has been amazing. And, you know, it's always funny because, like, before we start, it's like a theme. But it's like whatever needs to be talked about is what I want to happen. So we talk about sleep studies. So, friends, if you need one, get yourself one. You know, yes. if you're having problems with sleeping, let's work that out. Taking some leisure. Yeah, and even if your children are having trouble. Yeah, you know. even if your children are having trouble, they can get a sleep study as well. Want to get that checked out, make sure everything is good. And yeah. a piece of culture shock, too, is when I'll talk about this because I got some friends that have recently started wearing glasses or some friends that post wear glasses and don't wear them. And the culture <laughs> shock is that their eyes aren't as strong as they used to be. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. So it's a possibility that things will not be as strong as they used to be. So what can we do to support? Yes. What can we do to aid? So then we get glasses, we get contacts, we get yes. the laser surgery and things that sort. But whatever <laughs> it is that's not as strong as it used to be, find out what you can do to get it stronger. All right. That's what yeah. it's all about. Um, any closing thoughts from you, Dr. Chestnut? Well, I'm just honored. I'm so honored that you have allowed me to share this space with you. And I'm just so grateful and I'm humbled by it. And I'm just so proud of the work that you're doing and definitely going to continue to put the word out about Jane Cares and Truly Cares. And I just like to encourage any and everyone that's listening to please, to please treat yourself good. Treat yourself good. Love yourself. Um, the evidence of loving yourself is how we take care of ourselves, what we put into our bodies, how we socialize. Treat yourself well, you know, and let love come to you as well. With yeah. people treating you well as well. Mm. That's a good one. I'm learning that one. Let the love come to you. Because sometimes you feel you're alone and you find out that you really do have a village that support you, that's yeah. backing you, that's yeah. cheering you on. So know that you are not alone. Jim cares, Dr. Chestnut cares. There are some people out here that cares about you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. I thank you so much. Look, look, Robin is on it today. What she said? She said, girl, say no more. I just may have you as a special guest. Look here, girl. Let's make this happen. After this live, I got you. I'm coming over and seeing what you're doing. I'm coming over, Robin. I'm trying to shine. I shine. You shine. We shine together. Yes. Yes. I'm going to check you out. Yes. yes. I thank you yes. so much. Do be a, be a friend and share this with someone that may be able to take this information and go a little further. Knowing, hey, everybody doesn't need therapy, but you can test it out if you need it. And if you go to therapy, it doesn't mean that you have to continuously go. Sometimes you just go every so often. You know, oil change, as we said, a checkup. You go every so often for that oil change, or you hear something, or you feel something off, you want to reach out and talk to somebody. Yes. It's yes. available to you, whatever way you try to go. Unless you have a trusted friend who can process through this. I have some friends that sometimes call me, you know, thank you for being my therapist. I'm like, I'm not your therapist, but I'm grateful that you talked to me. I'm grateful <laughs> also that I'm able to be that person because life can get hard sometimes. And we want to be able to help somebody else. So I'm grateful to be that person to help others. So again, that's this is cool. what we're all about over here at Jen Cares, caring for the people. So yes. thank you again, Dr. Chestnut. This is amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. May you have a great, great evening. We'll be in touch. All right. Thank you so much, Jen. You yes. too. Thank you. Okay. Uh, tonight we had Dr. Cynthia Chestnut, and she did an amazing job, don't you think? I think she did good. That was good. So I want to say thank you to all my friends for joining us. Don't forget our quote of the day. What is right with you is more powerful than anything wrong with you. Oh, such, such a great evening. I have someone to join us next month for our series, Faith Walk. I'm really excited because our last episode, as you heard, is going to be an American Sign Language interpreted event. Why? Because Pastor Barb is a pastor at a deaf church. Do you know how many deaf churches are around? Not that many. And sometimes it's a faith walk to meet a need that needs to be met. So again, we're out here. It takes the village and we are doing a dang thing. So it's going to be amazing. Please do check in. I love you all for real. I feel like that's all my announcements. If you have any questions, always reach out. I love you all. Until next time. Love you.
Thanks for joining Jen Cares powered by Chosen Podcast this week. Make sure to visit our website at chosencounselors.com. That's chosen with a Z. To follow us, stay in the know, and most of all, never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode as we specialize in bringing the community to you.